Well, good morning and welcome to our podcast. I've lost track of the weeks, um, but we're continuing our series. Um, why do we believe what we believe? Uh, and this week we're thinking about prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so last uh, yesterday in the service, I shared a little bit about the kind of uh, biblical history of prayer, in a very brief, uh, skirty way, looking at different kind of periods of Old Testament and then uh, reflecting a bit on Jesus' teaching uh, on prayer. But I think prayer's a challenging one, and I think probably we've all got some horror stories of people who've mm. probably spoken out of turn uh, within church and friends as well. I think prayer's quite a challenge, really. Yeah. Um, and I've certainly felt uncomfortable sometimes about what I've seen around me. I'm um, certainly some youth festivals and other things about how people talk and pronounce yeah. know, God's um, healing on someone, you know, uh, seemingly on a bit of a whim. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I've also, I guess, I've heard stories about where people have had, you know, yeah. really direct answers to prayer. Um, I think my kind of general perception is it seems to there seems to be a kind of trajectory of hype hyping up things you know mm. certainly in, in certain things that i've been involved in uh, where the person at the front is feels that they can pronounce mm-hmm. um kind of answers to prayer on people uh, and i think that's kind of i think there's probably more hurt people than well it's funny it's just last week i had it um i went into town by myself and in the middle um the middle kind of area um opposite next there were uh, very young, um, looked very young Christians um, playing the guitar, the modern worship songs. Um, and I just got my attention. I looked around. And there's just a big, big sign saying, uh, come for he- he- here for p- for prayer and healing, I think were the words. Just, mm. No, prayer and healing here. That mm, was okay. it. A big, big cardboard sign painted um, prayer and healing here. And it was interesting because I felt this quite... I felt really tense, you know, it's like on the one hand you would think I should have thought, oh yay, that's that's nice, that's something to get involved in. But actually my experience um as an adult Christian has has been that actually that often leads to more harm than good. So mm. what why should I see the word prayer and healing and feel um worried rather than mm. um, you know, happy? But I think that probably comes from experience and not just so much my own experience, but that of many many other people and how that's actually often led some of my um friends who wouldn't consider themselves christian to to be Hmm. not considered christian because they have seen uh, particularly evangelical friends be you know very kind of oh i'm praying for you and um and that kind of not go anywhere Mm. so so there's some caution i have to it so there, and I, th- I suspect it comes with age and a bit of maturity, if we can claim maturity. I don't know if we can, um, but <laughs> we've got some age on teenagers. Um, uh, and I think there is this, you know, kind of stages of prayer. Uh, and I mm. think um, there's this, you know, maybe a, a first stage of saying, you know, prayer, you know, you're praying, God will answer everything, you know, and mm. uh, all we need to do is pray harder. And uh, I think that's probably where a lot of people stay mm. uh, and i think when we say prayer i think they mean or i think we think in our heads or that thing we say before we go to sleep um or that thing someone says over me when i'm struggling um and that's kind of probably where we stay yeah uh, and i do think we kind of bring together or come bring in our faith this kind of 
big sack of unanswered prayers that mm. kind of weigh us down. It's like how, if if I believe that God answers prayer, how come I've prayed all these times uh, and God hasn't yeah. hasn't changed it? Um, but I thought it was very interesting you going through the Bible, um, and this was this was a sermon that we hadn't. Sometimes we talk about what each other's going to say. This wasn't one, so I kind of came to it fresh yesterday. Um, and the the idea of going through the Bible, seeing the kind of almost the baby steps of prayer mm. increasing, and that to me really modelled um, what we've talked about quite a lot, which is the stages of faith. Mm. Um, it modelled that um, the biblical writers writing about prayer in a very concrete way, which is you know children tend to see things in a very concrete black mm. and white way, through to maybe slightly more complex down you know further till we come to to jesus's way of praying which is is quite mysterious mm. it's got it there's, there's concrete elements to it but it's also um there's there's a lot of analogy and mystery in what he's saying and it doesn't necessarily conform in the same way to if you do this you will get that which the early you know the early kind of understandings do so mm. i kind of felt like it maybe even you know as i talked about understanding the bible and going through that is and the understanding is very primitive at the mm. start and it gets deeper as we come to mm. jesus and so how much prayer follows that pattern yeah yeah and i think because you could so the jacob one's really interesting isn't it you know his prayer was god bring me success and i'll obey you uh <clears throat> and that's you know, that transactional understanding of prayer is quite a common one. Mm. And you could claim, well, the Bible says we should do that because that's what Jacob did. So we should do that. But I think what I was trying to get at yesterday is that it does evolve mm. and our understanding evolves until when we get ultimately the pinnacle of what we hold on to is what Jesus shared about prayer. Um, and if we use, if we misuse the Bible... We can actually say, yeah. well, no, it, there's there's Jacob's story. He's prayed that prayer and we're to do the same. You know, God, just if you bring me blessing on my endeavor, on my new business, uh, then I will honor you in my life. Uh, and it's there in the Bible. But one thing I was thinking about when I was listening yesterday was also that the Bible says it. And that means um, we can be encouraged when we do pray like that. Mm that that's not necessarily also terribly wrong. It's not that we're necessarily talking out of turn. It's just we're actually probably t talking out of our own immaturity hmm. because I know a good deal of the time my prayers involve very similar transactions yeah, very, of God. I've done this. Come on. I would like you to do that now. Hmm. Or, um, you know, or in a prayer for another person. I've, I've been known hmm. to try and make deals with God. And... And I'm not talking about 20 years ago. I'm talking about last week. Yes. Um, and my own immaturity will come through again and again mm. in my prayer life because I am immature in how I relate mm. to God. I relate to God much in the same way that the three-year-old relates to its parent. Mm. And thankfully, as you know, I hope to, you know, to be somebody who, is a, who parented three-year-olds in a, in a way that, was generous to their lack of understanding i can see that god is generous mm. to my own lack of understanding so i may come to him yeah. and stamp my feet and say no i want this now i've been a good girl mm. i deserve it and what i receive from god is what 
I think a parent gives to its, hopefully a parent gives to its child in that situation is not condemnation of how dare you ask for mm. that, you naughty child, but a hug of, I know, sweetheart, but no, that is not right for you right now. Mm. Or you can't understand why this is not right for you right now, but I'm just telling you this is not going to happen. And so I feel like I can still approach God in my own immaturity mm. as well as at times when I have to step up a gear and be more mature in my faith and think wow there's a lot going on how can I actually really relate to God right now and I think that's um that's really true isn't it this idea that you know there isn't this you know we all wrestle with our understanding of God and wrestle in prayer and mm. um I think the parent-child analogy is really generous one isn't it you know God you know parent is um, hopefully very generous and understanding that that's the reason why you know someone that child is saying those things because mm. they can't cope with not it's, yeah. you see that in kids all the time it's like why are you still saying <laughs> the same thing and you expect something different it's like because you're seven you're eight you're nine that's the world yeah. that you live in you can't possibly think otherwise um and similar and i think just like you can regress you know with prayers and i think you've shared about you know just sometimes like god why mm-hmm. um i think also it's an encouragement to not stay there uh, and say actually no it's a journey to the deeper understanding not yeah. just staying stamping your feet uh, and I think the challenge we have a lot of us just stay stamping our feet and think that's you know that's the whole deal yeah um, I mean I just one other I guess a, a different thing than what I shared on um, Sunday was just some of Paul's teaching because uh, I don't really go into Paul at no. all um, but one Thessalonians talks about um, a really you know famous was praying without ceasing yeah um uh, and you read that and you think oh my goodness really <laughs> uh you know does that mean i need to constantly pray you know all day every day and i think that's i've certainly heard people talk about that and mm. uh, and trying to wrestle with that understanding and i think it helps in some ways because i think paul moves us on from some of jesus teaching in that you know if we believe that prayer isn't just a shopping list mm. or a way of us absorbing ourselves at the end of the day uh if it's not just about you know kind of break the glass in emergency you know Mm -hmm. if it's about an ongoing understanding of the kingdom of god and god's rule in your life um and to be like christ in our life and then prayer without ceasing is a very natural way of expressing Mm -hmm. that because it's uh, i guess other you know other people might understand you know when we use that word prayer kind of I guess uh, prayer comes quite loaded, doesn't it? But the idea of, I mean, contemplative is a word that comes mm-hmm. to mind. You know, I guess words of um, being with God without ceasing, you know, relating to God. I think it comes down to whether what we mean by prayer is talking. Um, yeah, okay. And if, if it's talking without ceasing to God or even in conversation, talking and listening, mm-hmm. I don't have that level of concentration in mm-hmm. the day to give to permanently like without ceasing Mm. and that includes during my sleep that would mean as well the idea of having to constantly be in conversation with god Mm. for a start it just seems like i don't even know what that looks like Mm. and even if i can get my head around it it seems impossible so if we just step back from thinking that prayer is talking and listening but it is something more mystical than that Mm. it is a conversation a dwelling a being with god that is more than just 
either speaking to him or directly listening out for something he might also be saying hmm. so we're moving away from words because also we're thinking that um we you know many of us listening we we will be fine at speaking and listening and that's something um that's just always come natural to us there's other people um throughout their lives have actually had problems with speaking hmm. this and then you know if various different mental impairments might mean that actually talking or thinking in certain ways are a problem. Mm. So if you say you can only pray, if you can, you know, verbally or, you know, use your, your mental faculties to produce a string of words, yeah. that puts us in a, in a bit of a difficult place. Yeah, I, I guess words like dwelling and being, you know, dwelling with God in without ceasing in our lives. So mm. I think this moves us away from, you know, well, being a Christian, you just rock up on Sunday and that does it. It's not, it, it's, it has to be integral to every part of our lives. So the decisions we make, the conversations we have, um, the humility that we have, the generosity, uh, the love we have for each mm. other. Um, but I'm just also just slightly concerned because I've been to a lot of talks on prayer in my adult and my teen life that have said things like, it's not just about rocking up on a Sunday and I think that's actually just led to so much guilt in people's lives because, yes, perhaps going back some hundred years ago, there was this idea that you would pray on a Sunday and that's when you did your prayers. But certainly since the rise of evangelicalism, there's this feeling that you're also not just supposed to be a great Christian on Sunday. You're supposed to be a great Christian absolutely everywhere mm. else. And that's exhausting mm. to feel that need to always be praying, always be um showing up to god mm. and so i think it's when we stop seeing prayer in that in that quite such an active way and start seeing it as an abiding yes um, then i think yeah. we end up feeling less like oh, i wasn't praying for that person at that time and more like i was abiding i was dwelling with god mm. and he was hearing as you know as the spirit listens to what's on our hearts and groans for us mm. so but even so does that are we praying when we're you know are we praying while we're watching the telly or you know there's other times when mm. are we abiding with god then um but i have to think yes there is a way in which our spirit continues yeah, to do the thing called prayer i think so i think there is a because it's an ongoing it's an ongoing desire and a trajectory to live our lives with a closeness to God and a closeness in our decision making and in our choices that we make. Mm. Um, and I think you're right. I think the evangelical kind of line of, you know, come to Sunday twice, twice on a Sunday, do your quiet time, mm. tick the box, you know, possibly do Bible in a year, you know, let's you know, get the graph done, mm -hmm. you know, and do the hard work. Uh, I think has left us all pretty all exhausted. In between, if you could just evangelize at absolutely every yeah. point in the day and pray for everybody that you meet. Well, I, I don't think I could be a very good friend to anybody if I was doing all of that because I would be so exhausted. Yeah, but there's this idea, I, yeah, this, yeah, I don't know if it fully think it through without it being a person of peace. You know, is there something yeah. in us, uh, in our life choices, in our actions, uh, in our contemplative relating to God? Uh, that's evident in all and I think some of the challenge you know we see those you know when 
people fail and you know there's yeah, I remember Richard Renouf talking about you know leaders that fail and mm. churches are full of leaders that fail and often they come because what they what the words they say and the actions are two yeah. very different things uh, and I think there's a honesty that Paul's trying to get us to that says your word and actions flow from each other uh, and if we're if we're not living out what we say or living out what we um living out within our prayer life, within our relating to others, if there's a duplicity in some things. And we all mess up, we all make mistakes. Mm. Um, we have different characters. That means, you know, we relate to people in different ways. But I think if there's an earnest desire to dwell with God and, you know, relate to God, um, I don't, I think we, I totally agree, we need to move away from this, you know, I've just got to get my prayers done, you know, or if I, oh, I've not said my prayers today, you know, or I've not done that today. Um, I don't think that's the freedom that, kind of Christ was talking about and I don't mm. think it's the freedom that Paul was building I, I think on. a lot of that comes from just recognizing our own imperfection I think mm. we need to strive for imperfect prayer yeah. and I think that means if what comes most natural to us is breaking the glass in an emergency mm. I also think that's going back to a bit of that yeah. well we learn how to pray again so mm. rather thinking I know of this great Christian who I follow and I can see that they have this amazing prayer life. Well, I don't know how to pray like that. They've, mm. they've, they've learned that from their walk with God. Yeah, and so okay. rather than trying to start from the very complicated steps, start with the things that come easy to you. So, And that's really important because I know some people who really love a regimented system. Yeah. You know, just, you know, they will... You know, do the Bible in a year. That will yeah. be really good for them. And other people that it is like, oh my goodness, I can't keep up with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think if we're not careful, we 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 say this is better than that. Yeah. Um, and I think what you're trying to say, you know, what you're saying is, you know, it's acknowledging who we are, mm. what gifts God's given us, uh, what capacities we have, mm-hmm. uh, and then living that out, you know, in our walk with God. Um, so not trying to attain to what someone else is uh, you know done in their lives um but being honest and acknowledging who you are and living that desire out otherwise you're kind of pretending in your prayer yeah you might be they always sitting fail for as hours well. they, and just having fails. this great time of meditation and prayer but actually if deep down your heart is not in it then would it not have been better for you to just say hi god please could you look after such and such today mm. would that to god have been more you know authentic more mm. real more you know close to your heart and his yeah. um, and I love I love it when you ask children to pray yeah. and um, you know Jacob every time he does the prayer at dinner time he says thank you Lord God for this special day thank you Lord God for this special food amen even if he's not going to eat it even if he knows <laughs> he's going to hate it that's that's true but let's not get too sidetracked by <laughs> Jacob's fussiness but there is something of he sees mm. that before God, there is it is a special day, mm. and we come to God in anticipation of a special day. And you know, when, when children pray for you to get be- better, they say, "Please make Mummy's back mm. get better." Amen. Mm, yeah. And I don't think that that is a prayer that is lacking sincerity. I think that's a prayer that is exactly where where that person is, mm. and that's what they need to say to God. And I th- think some people are really great at um, kind of talking in kind of elaborate language or sound coming across as really poetic Mm. and romantic and you know other people aren't and so it's silly 
really to try and talk to a god in a voice that isn't our own well there's no there's no magic formula and i think you know we're we're sometimes in danger of thinking well if i just get the words right or if i get that person to pray because they say the right words um i think we totally miss you know what prayer is about and and i think just like you know we relate differently to to each other as you know as adults as children as old people i think god relates to us as well in our journey of faith Uh, yeah and i i wouldn't want anyone to feel condemned because they don't feel that they can pray you know that they're good enough or that you know what they can do isn't valid um because i think it is um you know just like you said about if someone you know if it is a break the glass in emergency sort of prayer because that's where their faith is i'd want to encourage and spur that person on um in their faith but also to to kind of i think all of us need the trajectory of growing um and not staying in the same Mm. place um so the encouragement is yes that god honors that god loves the fact that you, you call out to him but there's a bit more yeah uh, and uh, and similar with where I am with my 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 sort of faith yeah you know that's great Martin but there's a bit more um mm. and there's that growth and that um and sense of God wanting us to grow into it um which I think is is one of the challenges mm. uh, and I don't think God stands still on those things well, just God doesn't encourage us to stay and stand still I think you know it's a uh, it's that you know how do we grow in our understanding how do we grow in you know kind of appreciating god in everything that we do mm. in the midst of unanswered prayer and i think i think it's a real minefield i mean uh, you know yeah i've sat with people who've you know desperate to see change in their life desperate to see things you know go in a different path desperate to see healing um desperate to you know family circumstances or jobs to change yeah um and i'll i'll pray with anyone i'll pray that you know Mm -hmm. that god brings about you know sort of reconciliation or healing or uh moving forward and but often it seems that that growth in that dark place you know the challenge of the dark place is just another part of our walk with god it certainly doesn't seem to me that prayers always get answered mm. um and i think i've heard a lot of things like god always answers prayer you just don't always like the answer and you know things that people have on cards and stickers and i don't think that cuts it when you're in pain mm. i don't think it cuts it to say that your prayer for your family member who's dying of cancer you just didn't listen to the answer. Mm. I'd say, actually, I I don't think that is what prayer is, a, is always about. Mm. I think sometimes there are times when God intervenes in miraculous ways. And most people know somebody or have had some experience of some point in their life, God breaking through Um you know, almost breaking through that emergency glass mm. in, in, from the other side, you know, him breaking through into their life in that way. In so many other ways, prayer seems to be about much more about the communication mm. and the relationship and the fact that I, I do tend to, this is my frame of reference, so I'm apologies for those who don't connect with it, but I always come back to my children because it's the obvious parallel to me for a relationship with God. And so on, on this one, it's 
my children will continually ask me for a snack. No, it's 8.30 in the morning. You're not having an ice cream. But I'm glad that they've talked to me about it. I'm glad that they came to me and wanted. And then they'll ask me again at half past nine. Well, can we have a snack now? No, have your breakfast. Have a banana. You're not having an ice cream. And how many times I need to keep talking. But, you know, they come to me with a bit of humor Mm. and they want something. They know I'm the person who can ultimately bring that about. So they will continue to hound me for it. And I don't care because I'm talking to my children. Mm. And I'm pleased that I'm talking to my children. I don't want them to stay away from me when they want something, even if I can't give it to them. Mm. And so I think so much of prayer is us going to God, is us knowing that we sound fairly foolish in Mm. what we're asking for perhaps, or or we sound heartbroken mm. in what we're asking for, or we just sound, you know, so focused. However we come to God, I think he is pleased to hear our mm. voice. And it's in those interactions that the real mystery of prayer is. And sometimes he will, he'll give you the snack at <laughs> 9.30 in the morning, you'll get to have an ice cream. Oftentimes, not so much. But he's still glad you showed up mm. and asked. And I think that's a really important, you know, kind of frame of reference. And, you know, I think that, um, yeah, I think that's quite a powerful kind of um, image, you know, because it's that that God's desire to have a relationship with us, you know, and God's mm. desire to want to be there. Um, and I think it is hard. I mean, you know, we've cried out in painful times and frustrating times for God and, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily felt, you know a kind of a, a distinct answer or a, a kind of a, a great release or mm. relief uh, or even healing um from those times um i think the challenge of our walk with god is it's pretty painful yeah it's not it's not easy uh and it's i think it, it's hard when we try and sell it as easy yeah um because it's not you know i don't think life in general is easy uh, working stuff out and working things through, I think faith brings with it um, a real challenge mm. um, and adds a, an other dynamic to to our understanding of this world. Um, but it's certainly not a quick fix and it's certainly not an easy journey. Mm. Um, and I think if we sell it that way, we're doing a disservice. Uh, yeah. And I think all of us need to go on that journey through the pain and the struggle uh, and learn and grow from it and i think some what we've learned through unanswered prayer or what we perceive is unanswered prayer um is a a bit of strength a bit of Mm. you know uh working through the difficult times together a bit of humility uh and grace along the way and empathy with other people Mm -hmm. um i think those things yeah and there's many other from from our stories that i think you know words that come to mind um but let's not kid ourselves. No, I mean, there's, there's a quote from the Princess Bride. It says, um, life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says differently is selling something. Mm. And there, and actually, genuinely, I think, often mm. everybody who, who talks that says that they can take your pain away is yeah. usually selling it at a price. Um, <laughs> I don't think we need to, we don't need to try and get people into faith mm. um, on a price. I think God is good. Mm. And the few times when God has really broken through the other side, has broken the glass 
um, and I've experienced him in more of a mystical way. Mm. I think that's been to reveal that he is there. Yeah. Um, those are the, the revelations that I've had, um, you know, and one particularly mystical revelation. And the revelation is that, look, I was there then mm. and I'm here now. And it kind of the footprints in the sand, although when you're going through a really hard time being told that he's now carrying you, well, I don't feel like he's carrying mm. me. And so I struggle with that part of the footprints in the sand, but I certainly relate to the looking back and seeing that there was two sets of footprints. Mm. I can look back and see that God is walking with me the whole way. And I can see it with other people. God is walking with you, but he's not stopping this ridiculously mm. hard thing that you're going through. And so, but talk to him about mm. it. He's not making it go away because that doesn't seem to be the deal. I would love it if it was the mm. deal. But it doesn't seem That'd be a how good sell, wouldn't it? I life. mean, the church would be packed if it was come along. God will just answer yes to everything you say. Yeah, and that's why certain um, certain revivals have taken place on those yeah. grounds. If you come along here, it's all going to be good from now on. Yeah. And at no point does Jesus say that. He's Amen. very clear not to say that. So why would we expect prayer to be any different? Yeah. Prayer is pain. It is hard mm. that is life but it's also there's so much more else that you know it is a blessing it is a comfort um and it is how we relate to god in this life so that's our kind of final message prayer is pain uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll leave people with that thought uh, let that ruminate uh, a little bit just want to encourage people on their journey with god as well and uh, yeah it's difficult and not an easy path i, I would just but. want to encourage people to pray however yeah. bad you feel you are at it yeah. and and just to say really very strongly i find myself very immature in prayer mm. i find i talk to god like a little child mm. um and sometimes be able to say that i think my faith has gone further than that but the language that i use when i relate to god is still very infantile mm. and i i don't sense that he judges me for it mm well god bless you thank you for listening and hopefully you continue to enjoy the sunshine in our lovely <laughs> yes. summer take thank care you. god bless Bye bye